Hola, greetings, and welcome to Podcast 12, 1-2, Megacast. Not really, it's uh, another afternoon podcast. I am leaving work, it is 6.30, later than I'd like, and I am absolutely starving. In fact, I am famished. I am about to have some... See you, Alan! Good old Alan. He's always working that man. He's here when I get here. He's here when I leave. He is the eternal security man. The guardian of the gates. And I appreciate him. That's for damn sure. So, today... You know, hunger consumes me. Hunger consumes my every thought at the moment. And uh, it's a fascinating thing. The impact, the psychological impact that hunger has on the human psyche. Like, uh, my patience uh, is certainly a lot, spread a lot more thinly. Um, And uh, my choice of food, you know, my standards for healthy living uh, just essentially collapse in proportional to the level of hunger that I'm feeling. So, I mean, one of the tricks to eating healthy, I think, is never letting yourself get hungry and just like constantly being prepared. One step ahead of the, and ahead of the hunger pains. And uh, that's, not, that's not what I've done today. Today I'm a step behind and I'd be willing to eat any sort of complete shit right now just to satisfy my dietary needs or lusts as it were uh, but in reality if we were in a you know a life threatening situation right now if I was in uh, I don't know let's say um, I'm uh, somewhere on the Mongolian steppe in a, uh, and I'm battling hard for survival and I'm worried about starvation you know I had my lunch today, uh, which was only a few hours ago, and I'm already just a pathetic Westerner, pathetic first world Westerner, complaining about being hungry when our ancestors probably went for days without eating, and then out of necessity killing some sort of intensely athletic animal, like a gazelle or some shit with a spear. If if you gave me if you if you just told me to go to the zoo and you armed me with a spear or no if you no actually no you you, you would send me to the zoo and you would give me uh, blunt stone implements in what and I would have to use those implements to make myself a spear and uh, even if I could like you know go nuts how take down whatever I wanted at the zoo like it's not going to be easy I'm not going to I'm not going to enjoy it first of all and that is probably the most pathetic uh, possible scenario for a like a, a hunter gatherer situation I mean I'm I'd be hunting caged animals like essentially it would be shooting fish in a barrel and I'm not confident that I could survive in that sort of situation because I've, I've never made a fire in the wild you know, I've seen Bear Grylls, Ray Mears, and uh, other sort of documentary survivalist type shows, and 
theoretically, yes, I know exactly how to make a fire. But I know from every other skill that I've ever learned that watching somebody who's very good at something on TV does not, it's not demolition, man. I can't just download talents into my body. And I wish I could because it'd be fucking brilliant. Although I would take away the uh, the satisfaction that you get from, uh, you know, the dedicated practice. But, uh, yeah, before I veer off my point like some sort of maniac driver, <clears throat> like, yeah, I just, I don't know, I don't know, I'd love to try it. I really want to try building a fire. For, even if you gave me flint, you know, and uh, flint is a bit different because my understanding of flint, it was like it was two different types of stone. But then you see these camping flints and they look like you just kind of scrape some metal shit with a, uh, a blade or something. I'm not really too sure. Then you've got to identify your tinder and, uh, you know, I don't think that would be too difficult. If it was Edinburgh Zoo here, it'd be pretty hard to find some dry tinder. I'll tell you that for free. I won't charge it. But, uh, yeah, that's a tough go. Um, what would I go after first? Oh, God. The idea of eating raw flesh is absolutely fucking disgusting. Um, I'd have no choice but to cook it. And uh, I'm hampered by my inability to create a fire. So, pray to the gods, Prometheus, bestow your abilities upon me. Not likely. Not likely. That's not, I wouldn't want to be counting on that one. But, uh, there's probably, there's, you know, you look at modern day skills, uh, stuff like basic computer skills, driving, um, just normal shit like cooking frying up yourself a couple of eggs in the morning and going through like if you brought a uh, an early hunter gatherer into uh, the modern world and gave him the keys of a car and a, and a laptop I mean what kind of results what, what kind of results are you going to get uh, probably quite limited so it's all relative it's all relative humans are an adaptive species but I would, I do miss, well, not that I miss it, I've never experienced it, but it is something I think that I would feel a lot better about myself if I had some sort of basic understanding and uh, bushcraft ability, you know, the, the closest thing that I've come to bushcraft is building tree houses and rafts when I was about 11 or 12 years old. Now since then I've got a, a master's in structural engineering, so I guess that's bound to come in useful somehow, just having the basic uh, general understanding of material behaviours and, and physics, but I mean, bushcraft is way more practical, it's, it's about like practical experience, and like, yeah, engineering is all theoretical and especially structural engineering like I don't you're all you're just concerned about rigidity and the elasticity of different elements how things behave and deflect and bend and bounce and snap and break and you know 
I don't, I can't really see that many useful applications for structural engineering and bushcraft. I'm sure there is a few if I, if I, uh, you know, put the head down and try to figure it out, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, one of my favourite bushcraft experts is uh, Paul Dundee, otherwise known as Crocodile Dundee. That man was pretty slick. Uh, big fan of those movies, especially the first two. Uh, can't remember if there was a third one. Maybe not. Maybe I just uh, envisioned that uh, in my brain and it's not even a fact. Just some, just some bullshit notion. Uh, who else is up there in John Rambo? He's certainly up there. Uh, eats things that makes a Billy Goat puke. According to, uh, according to his commander-in-chief or whoever the hell that guy was, uh, he, certainly, he certainly knew about Rambo's abilities. And he tried to warn the sheriff of uh, that town, but the sheriff, uh, sheriff thought he was exaggerating and uh, wasn't adequately prepared when they went out and uh, they waged a war against uh, Rambo and ended up with uh, needing a hell of a lot of body bags. And that's what happened. But yeah, he was a the master of bushcraft. And um, who else have you got there? Doesn't really matter. You know, the important thing is I'm going to try and learn some bushcraft at some point. And maybe it will uh, be in the near future. I've been threatening to do it uh, the last while. And they've just been idle threats that uh, nobody need fear. But hopefully in the coming, uh, in the coming weeks I'll figure something out and make it fun. Anyway, that closes out the podcast, and I'll tell you why, because we're around the approximate 10 minute mark, I'm starting to get a feel for the 10 minute mark, uh, it's one of the subtle nuances that comes with practice, and uh, I don't really feel like the quality of these podcasts are improving, if anything they're becoming more and more just fucking shit, not shit, but just complete nonsense no no rhyme or reason to them and if you're out there listening you know you should take a look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why the fuck am I listening to this uh, because I often ask myself why am I doing it and uh, but it's fun I like doing it and uh, we'll see where whatever happens maybe this is uh, giving me the notion to do some bushcraft we'll see okay See you soon. Be good. Be strong. Stay safe.